Welcome to the On My Way Podcast with your boy Pernell. Got my dog, my my right hand man, Joshua Dorns. And we got the big E. Alright, and we here with Tatic Guru from Main Source Marketing here in Pensacola, Florida. What's yo, up? yo. What's up, what's up, man? We, we glad to have you on the show, man. Look, you part of each actually you're the first episode of season two. Okay, that's great. You know, we actually hey. we video these now. Hey, you yeah. got the gold tape. Hey, they got the gold tape now too. You, you feel me? <laughs> yes, yes. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> so what we want to know is, man, you came into Pensacola, and I'm gonna be honest, you kind of took over the market. Like you, you, you've made a, a good footprint, made mm-hmm. the right connections. Like, how did Main Source? How, actually, how did Tatic Guru? Get started. Where did Tatic Guru come from? Where 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 the journey start? Oh man, the journey. Tatic Guru. Being real, we gonna be real. We gonna it's gonna get hot in here. But no, um, Tatic Guru basically came from um, just me being a creative. Um, I've always been an outgoing person. Um, even in high school, just been to myself and outgoing, and a lot of people respected me for my creativity. Um, Tatic Guru actually came from me being locked up. Yeah, I was locked up, everybody. We all go through it. Um, I, I got locked up, not the first time, not the second time, but the third time. And you see, I, that life just wasn't, it just wasn't for me. You know, I went to school, you know, Florida A&M, shout out Florida A&M. The Rattlers um, yeah, out there. Yeah, I went to school, came back home, didn't really have nothing to do, you know. Couldn't be a statistic, you know, I was too smart to do that. So my last time being locked up, I told myself, you know, listen. I was actually listening to an interview by um, Rich Homie Kwan. And we was asking Rich Homie Kwan, like, you know, what made you get out and actually get the way you need to be? As soon as Rich Homie Kwan, Kwan got out, he dropped, you know. He's like, bro, just sitting in them four walls, you know, I told myself this was the last time. You know, I just had to do something. I had to make a staple. And that, that right there, because losing everything the first time, is cool. The second time, all right. The third time, nah, we got to stop that. We can't keep doing that, you feel me? So I was just like, nah, I got to get out. You know, I'm here, charge after charge, been getting blessed, been getting blessed, beating charges, doing all this stuff like that. I got to get out and do something. So I was just sitting at the crib one day. I get out teaching myself. I'm self-taught, self-taught tattoo artist, woohoo. I'm self-taught. <laughs> um, I'm sitting at home, you know, everybody want me to practice on them. I'm like, nah, man, I got to take this serious, but I got to be in-depth with it. I got to be, this is like when Instagram first started popping, you know. I got to be like beyond, you know, what I am right now. So how do I come up with a concept that sells me as a brand? So like my grandma, like I had all these tattoos and my grandma used to always be like, oh, you know, well, you look so dirty, you know, because my grandma, she in the church, you know. She accepted because growing up around her, it was either college and military. When I started getting tattoos, they didn't know how to accept it. I was like the, the way you call it, the dark sheep or whatever. Black sheep. Black black sheep, sheep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know how to accept it. So every time she'd see me, oh, you look so dirty. You look this, this, this. But they didn't know my underlying talents because I was always to myself or whatever. So long story short, like I'm like, all right, boom. I met with this guy. Well, I seen him on Instagram, and I was like, I need a logo. So I'm thinking he's going to be like, all right, cool. We're going to get something up for it. Like, he's going to take the initiative and be like, all right, cool. I'm going to get something up for you and send it back to you. He's like, nah, what you want? What you think? I'm like, damn, I don't know what I want. I'm just hitting you up. You the, you the, you the, you the guy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just hitting you up. So long story short, um, I keep saying that. But um, he was just like, yeah, what you want? And I'm like, all right, let me think about that and get back to you. So it took me about two weeks, man. I'm like, listen, all right, boom. My grandma always called me dirty, but I'm smart. I know I'm brilliant. So I seen this thing that said tattooed and employed. Like it said tattooed and employed or whatever. So I'm like, damn, you know, it is an art form. It's being introduced more and more to the world. Like as the world progressed, you know, people, it was it was like dirty bikers and stuff like that or Navy sailors who got tattoos. It was just that type of aura that was set on that, you know, art level. So I was just like, nah, bro, it's, I see professionals with tattoos. I see, you know, teachers with tattoos. I see doctors with tattoos. And I'm just like... I'm a guru, I'm smart. And I was like, all right, tatted guru. And when I hit my boy with it, he was like, son, I'm gonna call you back. And he's from he's from Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. Shout out, let me see what his name is. Damn. Rome X double V triple I. Shout out Rome. But he's from Lauderdale. So he's like, let me hit you back. I got something dope. He sent me back the logo. 
I put it out there. I had put it out on some shirts first because this one, the wave was coming out where everybody who was a mogul on Instagram put out their shirts, got a little scheme going. You got made their money on the back end. So I'm like, all right, let me put on some shirts. It didn't do well. It flopped. All right, everybody gonna quit. It flopped. I was like, nah, I'm gonna keep it. Kept it. The logo took off. Um, from there, I got in the game because I wasn't getting enough. I was getting enough clientele, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to be respected as a tap man in the hood. That's what we call them, tap man or tattoo man. I didn't want to be respected because I know I was better than that. So when everybody would come to me, they were like, oh, you got your gun. Well, being a self-taught artist and following people that I've seen or following people that I came from up under, which is Josh the Tattoo Artist, Jay Show, shout out Josh. We don't call our machines guns. So that was first thing. If I'm going to set myself apart, why call it a gun? You know, that's not something I carry. So uh, that's not something that I work with in an art form. So basically, um, you know, I separated myself that way by branding myself as Tattoo Guru. And then... <clears throat> My cousin, who was also in the nightlife industry, he was a promoter. He was in an R&B group. Um, he was basically a, a club manager, club owner, all that experience. I got with him one day because he's, he basically knows how to market. I got with him one day, and I'm like, cuz. No, he put out an ad. And y'all might see me using around here because I use a lot of the old formulas. Listen, now hiring sub-promoters, mm-hmm. et cetera. He put that out. So I'm like, well, I'm his cousin. I can get on, you know? Yeah. So I thought, I'm like, okay, if I get on in the club industry, triangle, if I get on in the club industry, that's going to bring it back to my creativity. Then that's going to bring it back to my artistry. And then boom, you know, I'm making money in the club, making money with my creativity, making money in my artistry. So I kept it in there. So I reached out to him like, because I'm trying to get down. You know, he's like, yo. I've been waiting on you make this phone call. You know, we got a place for you on the team, et cetera. I got with the team, and my artistry started picking up. My tattooing started picking up. But with me being an artist, you know, artists, we're laid back. I wasn't really ready for that lifestyle yet. I just wanted it to be for my artistry because I'm laid back, quiet, always in the room, you know, drawing, painting. It wasn't really. So he, tr- he he kept trying to put me in the limelight, you know, and I wasn't understanding, you know, damn, he's trying to put me in the limelight. I just want this for my tattoo, et cetera. And so I kind of scaled back from that and didn't really pay attention to it. I was just promoting for free, mm-hmm. promoting for free. We get a lot of that in this area right now. And I'm trying to stop that. Yeah. Because <laughs> you can't take advantage of people like that. But I was just promoting for free. Not saying he took advantage of me because everything is free game. You take what you want from it. And um, so I'm promoting and then steady promoting him, and he getting his free promo, et cetera. And I, I, sit, I step back and I say, damn, you know, I can really start making money out there. So how can I figure out how to get into this avenue? So I say, cuz, you know, how can I start selling tickets? I want to make money out of that, too. He said, all right, boom, 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 boom. But people weren't used to me being in that life. Being a promoter, they were used to me being an artist. In the background. In the background, you know. So I'm like, damn, I'm, I'm, I'm flopping on this, too. What else can I do? So another avenue came with my creativity. I became, well, they had a videographer. And me, I'm a very creative person. And if I see something, like, perspective-wise, if I see it don't fit, I'm going to tell you that shit lame. Or I'm gonna, oh, I can cuss on here right now. Oh, man, you do whatever you want. Oh. Look, look, look. This is, I'm this tell is you, I'm this the podcast, man. <laughs> I'm on my way, man. <laughs> I'm going to tell you it's lame. I don't like it because I don't believe in lying. You know, that's what's wrong with, you know, that's why kids get, you know, uh, what do you call false it? False hope. False hope. Mm-hmm. Or that's how kids get, like, an outstanding award, a participation award. I don't believe in that shit. You know, you, you get it done. You can't applaud a fish for swimming. That's what he's supposed to do. So long story short, it's just like, I seen him recording. I'm like, nah, this can be better than this because we was already getting jumped on our foot down. Our no, we we see the club packed, but in the meetings, it's like we need more, we need more. Do this, and I'm like, well, damn, maybe if you checked your videographer, you know, maybe we can. Yeah, he's giving the image. The videographer, it's the videographer and the DJ that sets the tone for people to come out. And I'm giving y'all gems right now. <laughs> so you got to listen and you got to watch. You get what I'm saying? So I'm like, damn, maybe if you checked your videographer. So I went back without asking because I'm not modest and closed mouths don't get fed. I went back and I was just like, um, I went back and I re-edited the guy's work. And I sent it back to my cousin. My cousin was like, damn, you did this cousin? I'm like, yeah. He was like, it's dope. I was like, all right, cool. I was just bored. <laughs> so he was like, nah, it's dope. So that inspired me. Okay, well, if this is dope, 
let me go buy a $500 camera and see what I can do with that. You get what I'm saying? So a $500 camera turning into me being up from 7.30 at night to 4 in the morning on YouTube University, shout out to you, <laughs> uh, learning how to work that camera. And with me learning how to work that camera, you know, I learned Adobe Premiere Pro, I've learned uh, Photoshop, I've learned uh, Illustrator, I've learned all of that. But um, that's just some things I can put on my resume. But with me learning that, I started getting paid. I'm like, what? It's coming like this? I'm talking about I'm video recording for Rick Ross when they come to the club, uh, Ball Greasy, uh, who else? All of them. Because I had that, you know, and I'm starting to be behind the scenes with these people. Like, okay, okay, cool. So now that's building up my image too. And with that, people are like, well, damn, you know, he's promoting and he's doing tattoos. Like, okay, let me get with the vibe, you know. So that's how I broke through with that. And I mean, with me still being paid, I'm always the fly on the wall. Like, it takes me a while to speak to people. It takes me a while to reach out to people. It takes me a while to do that because I'm a vibe type person. I'm a feel the way. You rub off on me before I rub off on you. You know, you got to be that type of person in the room. That's why I be telling my girl, you know, don't be so quick to speak sometimes. I know that's your modesty, but you also got to watch people. You got to feel a vibe because even by shaking your hand, you know, I believe in like, the, the you know karma type yeah deal. that type of stuff I believe in like the spiritual exchange like shaking yeah. your hand can rub off on me you know so I believe in that and it's just like <clears throat> by watching that and being quiet and missing out and learning the game that's how I was able to come here and move so fast because when you are a student of the game you know you can take that somewhere and use that recipe. Now, everybody can use the recipe, but they might not have the same sauce. Mm -hmm. I learned that sauce. So I took a faster market and I brought it to a slower market and sped that market up here. Because I get a lot of people every day, you know, when I go out and it's overwhelming sometimes. Oh, well, how did you do this, man? It was crazy how you got 18-year-olds to party with 35-year-olds. But you know how I changed that? I became unconventional. This is like the Bible Belt. For instance, mm -hmm. so <laughs> no, it's, it's it's you going to hell if you party on Sundays, <laughs> but your pastor gonna leave church and go get a drink because he done preached for two services at the church. Yeah, the holy one. <laughs> so yeah, so it's just a misconception, like, and and with that misconception, it it limits people, and when it limits people, that's how you get to. Say, well, I'm going to retire at 62. You don't work damn near, what, 75% of your life? And you're going to retire at 62 just to sit around and do not and have a limit on your retirement plan. Why? You get what I'm saying? When you can be that person that stepped outside of that box and became unconventional and chased what you really had to chase for. Because, like, he was saying, how did I get to this point? I didn't get to this point by listening to my mom and be like, you know, I was I was rebellious, but I was smart rebellious. Mm -hmm. Oh, do your homework. Okay, I already done my homework. I know this. Boom. I was ahead of the game and done my homework, but after I got done my homework, it was either practice my instrument once again. I played sousaphone. <laughs> <laughs> Florida and <AM. laughs> Middle Time School, Temple, Florida. But um, yeah, I played my instrument too, etc. But um I was smart with it. And I did my own thing. But my mama, it's like my parents knew that I was an entrepreneur before I was an entrepreneur. They did, they just didn't accept it because elders, the thing to them is like your grandmother, go to work, military. My grandma is 69 years old. You know, it was either go to work in military, I wasn't enabled to my trust fund. Or not really a trust fund, my savings, you know. Yeah. So um, my mother, she was a single parent. So at that, with her being a single parent, I was raised to help out in the household. You know, like I, I was changing a starter at probably eight, you know what I'm saying? You know, I was jumping cars at nine, you know, making bottles at five because of my little sister. But um, with that, you know, first grade, they got this thing in Tampa called the Florida City. No, it's a newspaper. It said back in my time, I ain't really that old. Let me stop saying my time. <laughs> hey, 90s, baby, 90s, baby. <laughs> but um, back in my day, hold on, let me take a drink. Back in my day, it sold for like 50 cents. Now it's like 75 cents, I think, or a dollar back at the crib. But um, I used to sell those before school, literally. Like, I wake up, me and my sister, the school was Bellwood. It was like a block and a half from the crib. Um, me and my sister would stand on the corner. 
And I air all them newspapers out before I got to school at that bill, you know. But my sister had lunch money, I had lunch money. But my mom would have to pay 30 cents a paper for us to sell those papers. That's a flip, you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So that's 20 cents off every paper. So it for 50 cents. So I understood that at a young age, you know. I understood how to flip it. I understood that my mom bought me a 12 a twelve counter candy bars. I can sell them for $1.50, make that off that. You get what I'm saying? And then, like, I grew up around dope boys. You know, like, I grew up behind hustlers. I'm talking about boys that would not talk on the phone. You get what I'm saying? Like, boys that was running to the mailbox and running to the street for sales. So I grew up around that hustler's mentality. But I was always the quiet, laid-back, creative person out of the hood. Just watching. Just watching. Yeah, how the game goes. How the game goes. So I was always that creative person, you know. But when I see dope boys 15 years later that I went up the road, they see me in the mall, they come and shake my hand like, yo, I'm glad you doing it. You get what I'm saying? You did. You grew up around this, and everybody that grows up around it feel like that they have to do it to be accepted. You get what I'm saying? But if the community respects you enough for you to get out the hood, you can come back and always do that. That's just like if I was, uh, what do you call it, a deer. And was able to walk through the jungle with alligators right there. That's because the jungle respects me as that deer. You know, there's no timidness. I was able to get out of this situation. You get what I'm saying? So I can do that. <clears throat> but that's just the respect that comes from being a grinder and watching the game and learning the hustle and understanding it. And say, okay, well, I'll try this. I'll try that. I went to school. You know, I, I had to go back home due to some you know, circumstances. But... I did it. You know what I'm saying? So that's how I got to that point. Now, main source, and y'all can cut me off at any time with questions. Oh, man, we like, we like listening, man. Oh. <laughs> Do your time, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like main source, like I said, when I got here, shots out to DJ Mills, man. That's my brother, man. Yes. Yeah, shots out to Mills. That's my bro off rip because I was hitting up people, and I thank God working mysterious ways because I was hitting up people because I'm not from here. And I was kind of giving them my gems, but they weren't really listening because, you know, not to talk down on anybody from here or the whole mentality of Pensacola, but it's just like when something's new, it's not really accepted because of what's here. You get what I'm saying? What's being accepted here. So it was like when I got with a few people, I won't speak with their names, et cetera, but they weren't really trying to hear it because, I mean, all right, boom, what are you talking about? You know, he knew here, he don't know nobody, et cetera. But it's the formula to this shit. I got with Mills, and it was supposed to be a silent party here before his time, which everything takes time. And I got up with Mills, and Mills, he's always, like, every time before I even got on the phone with him, hey, Tyler Guru, what's up? Boom, every time he see me. And at this time, every time he would see me, I'm here scouting. I'm here learning the game, being mm-hmm. a fly on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> So every time he'd see me, hey, and he'd shot me out, Tatty Groove, what's up? Da, 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 da. I'm like, yeah, shh, shh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but man, Mills opened that door and I actually got in contact with his uncle. Um, shout out Bill Marshall once again. Everybody, Pensacola OG Bill Marshall. Um, and we we're gonna put together the silent party. Well, that didn't work out due to the storm, et cetera. So we dropped that and everything does have its timing. But Mills has been in my corner, he's opened up doors, et cetera. He's, you know, basically made sure people know. You know, that, all right, boom, this is it. Shout out to Nico. Shout out to uh, Salt. Mention Salt. Everybody mention Salt. He, he going to kill me if I don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> but then my brothers, man. But they actually gave me the opportunity to embrace Pensacola with my creativity and with my, you know, marketing skills and everything like that. And also the Pensacola caboose. That man right there, <laughs> he was on my ass. And, you know, another thing, too, like, I'm not really open to new people like in my circle and that's because I'm a hard worker and I feel like if you are not the same there's nothing we need to talk about because we're wasting air you get what I'm saying and like masonically I was taught that too I'm a mason so I believe in like um they have this thing say to be one ask one and you're supposed to like they have this saying and I'm probably giving out too much jewels forgive me (laughs) uh not three times Mentality. If you think about that, if I'm bugging the shit out of you, like DJ Khaled, if I'm bugging the shit out of you, that means I'm craving. That means I want it. I really want it. And shouts out to that man, Antoine, because when I first got here, you know, he wasn't even thinking about, you know, hospitality or, you know, the club business or the nightlife business. He wasn't thinking about that. My dog was thinking about getting his plates off. <laughs> 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 so he's from D.C., 
but he was just stuffing the food in my face, you know. Listen, taste this, try this. Hey, what's up? How you doing today? And he'd be like, what's up, Slim? How you doing, Slim? <laughs> Every day. Kind of sound like Cat Williams. But um, he was just bugging me. And I'm like, man, listen, I got something for you. You get what I'm saying? That's how I met him. I was like, look, man, your food good. I'm going to try to work on it with you, try to get you out there. You know, try to help you out with this shit, you know. And he was just like, all right, man, I appreciate it. And I was like, listen, I'm going I'm to try. So I called him back one day. And I was like, bro, this is when I had closed the deal at uh, Cigar Factory. Now, I don't know who has tried it before me or who was there before me. I don't know. I just went down there. I spoke to a couple of people. And then, boom, Pennsylvania, uh, downtown was popping with black people. Why did it get so dark over here? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I went down there and I closed that deal with Cigar Factory and um I got what formed the main source, which was Blacklist. I called Antoine, he was like, Yo, what's up with you, Slim? What's up, Slim? What you got? I'm like, hey man, listen, I got something for you, but this shit gonna be big. I cannot pay you. Oh, nah, Slim, I ain't worried about that, bro. Just tell me, you know, <laughs> I cannot pay you, bro, but I promise you, you stay down, you good. Man, I ain't worried about that, man. Just tell me what the fuck going on. I told him, he was like, ah, all right, I'm gonna be there. He came. Same night, he walked over to me. I thought I let him see how I got all these people together. Shout out Nico Suave again, that's my mm-hmm. brother. We got all these people together. It was a free event, <clears throat> but just to see some people, just to see people embrace a person that's not from Pensacola was bigger than anything, you know. He walked over to me, he was like, Dog, Dog, I'm looking at my phone right now and it's it's nine o'clock. I ain't dreaming big we we ain't dreaming big enough. And I'm like, what you mean? He was like, Dog, you you really did this shit. And see me, I don't like pats on the back. I mm-hmm. don't like that. <laughs> I don't like it because this is what we're supposed to be doing. We as a whole, as a collective, as black young men, as black young females, this is what we're supposed to be doing. But um, he was just like, yo, we're really doing it. We're not dreaming big enough. And see, when my niggas tell me that, that makes me go on overdrive. You know, I lose sleep, and she can tell you. I'm always here because I carry them. You get what I'm saying? That means more to me than anything. So <clears throat> once he told me that, at this time, it was just me and Nico breaking bread. You know, we was taking everything. And I worked 10 hours a day, five days a week, me. And everything we make goes back into our situation. We don't take nothing home. Progress over profit. We've been losing every since November 28th. What it was, babe? 2018. 2018. We've been losing. No profit. Everything goes back. But at the end, when everything goes back, guess what you're going to appreciate? That plant that you water. You get what I'm saying? <clears throat> so that was when me and um, Nico was just busting it down. Um, then Twan was like, after that happened, he went home and got some sleep. He texted me. He's like, yo, yo, I want in. was <laughs> 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 like, yo, 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 no, I don't give a fuck. I, I want in. <laughs> so, yeah, man, them my brothers, though, for real. Like, respect to them boys because I'm a hard person. I'm not going to lie. I'm hard. Like, I'm very hard to deal with sometimes. But that's just the passion. If I can't, If I don't say nothing, I don't give a fuck. That's that's just how I've been raised, you know. But if I do, that means I care about you. And them boys been down since day one. So, I mean, that's how that shit came about. Yeah. Well, <laughs> all right. I want to touch on something with you because you you said it. It's 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 getting out of that comfort zone, like you said. You was used to being in the back, and then when it came to being up front, you kind of hesitated. A lot of people don't realize in order to progress, get to where we go on, where we need to be. You got to step forward. Sometimes a lot of people want to just stay back. And it's good to stay back. I'm one of those stay back people. But sometimes I've had to realize that if I got older, sometimes you need to put that foot forward. Go ahead and show yourself. Because if you don't, you're going to stay back there for real. And then you're going to be unhappy with just being in that same place. And so we've seen where you've touched on bases with so many people. And it's gotten to your point now. I just want you to speak on that a little bit. Yeah, um... I believe in that saying, closed mouths don't get fed, you know, and I've lost a lot by being, you know, my mom used to always tell me, you know, stick up for yourself, you know, stop doing this, stop doing that. And I kind of realized what I've lost. I mean, I, I bro, I don't, I don't see money, you know, mm. 
it's just that I've been quiet about it. Like, I done been a hustler. I done sold dope, you know. I done did, and I'm just being real. I done did tax fraud. I done did all that, you know. But I done seen money. But nobody knows until you go look up, da-da-da-da-da. Whatever you want to look up to, nobody knows that because of who I am. So being in the background, closed mouths don't get fed, and people don't know your true potential. You know, and like, shout out to Jaffe, Out The Mud Podcast, my homie Jaffe, that's my other brother. You know, when I first got in the game, you know, I was so free-hearted, you know, and I bought my first bottle in the club, and this was a lesson. <laughs> and I had, there was some females, you know, I wanted to be out there. I bought my first bottle in the club. Next thing you know, I get up, come back, my bottle gone. Jaffe's like, Brian, where, where did your bottle go that fast? And I'm like, they drunk it. He was like, no. These hoes is thirsty, man. <laughs> First lesson. <laughs> they thirsty, bro. So you know that's that that was that lesson, man. It was just like, all right, boom. You know they, you know these hoes thirsty. All right, I need to scale it back, but I also need to stick up for myself, speak up for myself, right. you know. And I learned that, so that's what really brought me out. And then I realized, like, I'm a raw ass dude. You know, and I realize that. And it's not really being confident because people give me compliments all the time. And I just be like, I know. And I, like, I know. I, you know. I tell my mom that. I, I, like, I, I go to work and it's like, I know I'm the best worker here. There's a difference between confident, I mean, cocky and confident in who you are and what you're yeah, capable of. Yeah. People just have to realize that. Yeah. There, there's nothing wrong with bragging about yourself. I don't like doing it. But at the same time, at some point, you have to let people know who you are. Yeah. You know, when I first... Like, when I first, like, knew I was raw as fuck, it was when, like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I knew I was Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. <laughs> I knew at this moment. I thought I was the goop, you know Yeah, when I first realized I was raw as fuck, it was when, like, uh, I did my first uh, videography thing for Migos. And that's when they came to Club Sky. They weren't really, that was I think that was the YRN mix, the YRN ah, mixtape. Yeah. <clears throat> um, they came to Sky and I did that and like literally it went viral. Then after that, I was like, okay, I'm raw. Let me try something else. And Anika Ross, Anika Rose, Anika Ross, her name, um, and my homegirl CC, they wanted this mural painting in their shop and their salon. Now at this point in time, Anika Rose had like 16k followers. Like that's a big deal down south. Instagram. Yeah. When I came up here, it was so foreign that people was like, oh, "We got Facebook, we got Snapchat." And I'm like, "Nah, bro, Instagram is popping. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> you're losing out on life." But um, <clears throat> nah, she was like, "Hey, you know, my homeboy hit me up. Shout out T Man. He marched at ASU on Susan Phone too. We marched together in high school. Um, he hit me up. He was like, um, "Hey." My sister-in-law won our walls painted. I told her you was raw as fuck. I'm like, you did. He was like, <laughs> yeah. He was like, um, yeah, man, come over here with me. I'm gonna come pick you up. So we went in there, <clears throat> and she was like, listen, they told me it was five bands to get this done. I'm gonna trust you. And when people say they're gonna trust me, oh, I get big headed. Oh, you trusting me? All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna shut up. <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> She was like, I'm gonna trust you. I'm leaving Atlanta, but I'm gonna trust you. What people told what the guy told her that was gonna take a week for five grand, I did it in two days for fifteen hundred dollars. But when I did it, I sent it to her. That went viral. When that went viral, she came back, she was crying. Oh, you know, you did it. I'm crying right now because but it was some simple shit too. Like to me it might be simple, but to y'all I me, mean, I'd be like, damn, yeah. this nigga is raw, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it was some simple shit too, but it was just like, man, that reaction you get from people about something that you just do is amazing. You get what I'm saying? And when you wake up in the morning, just like you say, you tell your mom, yeah, I know, you know, it's a confidence. And I wake up in the morning and put on my shoes, you know what I'm telling myself? I'm, like, I'm a raw, I'm a bad motherfucker. <laughs> For real. That's what I'm saying, putting on my sock. I'm bad as fuck. Walking out this door, bad as fuck. <laughs> but yeah, man, <laughs> everywhere I go, it's just bad as fuck. But that sets, that makes people respect you in a different manner. You know, I cannot, even as a Mason, like we're taught to, not make, you know, left turns, only right turns. We're taught to be the, you know, walk in the room, you're noticed, not, you felt not heard. You get what right. I'm saying? So yeah. it's just like following those guidelines and everything like that just makes me the man who I am today. And I haven't always been this man, but that's why I stepped out, you know, stepped out front because 
going back to what you said, not to get off topic, but closed mouths don't get fed, and I don't hustle too hard. I have been out here to either stay in the background. You know, my experience cannot be in the background. So that's that. <laughs> so my question to you, man, is, you know, where do you see yourself as far as, you know, going into the future and, you know, passing it down? You know, uh, you know, I feel that all great businesses, you know, in uh, any industry, you know, you got to be able to teach it and pass it on to somebody else and let them thrive as well. You know, preach your hands on something else. You know, not, you know, leaving the industry, just putting your hands on a little something different while somebody else is taking over the day to day. Yeah. You heard me say earlier, I'm hard on my team. Yeah. You know, even down to my girlfriend, you know, it's not it's not disrespectful, but my girlfriend respects what I do. You get what I'm saying? It's just like she respects it. She respects it enough to be involved. So I'm not going to have her out there looking stupid, you know, being involved in something. And I've been in so many instances, I've been in the situation to learn the experience to basically reteach it to my team. You know, that's why I take so many people up under my wing. And if I don't know, I'm getting on the phone calling. Hey, look, yeah, you know, somebody done to put me on, you know, like getting off topic a little bit. I look up to a lot of temper promoters because my city, I watch my city stimulate its own economy in like eight to nine years. Even though it might not have been clean money, it might not be, you know. <laughs> but we did it. We did it, you know. We, we've we done it, you know, and like giving great shout outs. And I've done a lot of shout outs, but I'm just, I love my crib, you know, I love Tampa and giving shout outs to, you know, uh, Big Chris, Nightlife Kings, uh, Blazing Entertainment, who I started out with, um, Rob Diesel, Trendsetter P, Trendsetter Prep. Just giving shout-outs to them boys because they basically showed me that it can be done. Yeah. Just, don't, I don't even, if you can even ask her. My team, uh, my team will hit me up and be like, dog, you think we should do this? Why, why are you asking me? Just do it. What's the worst? The worst that's gonna happen? I mean, yeah, I mean, you might can die by some of this shit, but we got to die anyway. And people look at me crazy when I say that, but you got to. I might. Who's to say it's my time or not? You get what I'm saying? So that's how I live my life. Like I'm not scared of death or anything like that, but I do it because if I didn't do it today, I'm gonna wake up tomorrow like, damn, I should have done that. <clears throat> or somebody done beat me to the punch, and now I'm just left with ice. You get what I'm saying? So it's just like I do that every day because I learned like. Nah, I done missed that. I can't really do that because somebody, it was my opportunity. But that's that. But as far as my team, man, I'm so hard on my team because I'm giving you Jews that were given to me. You know, I'm giving you the game, you know. But just don't, you look stupid, I look stupid. I look stupid, you look stupid. And that just comes from leadership, too. Like, I've always been in leadership positions. Like, I was a drum major at a predominantly black high school. You know, I went out, I was co-section leader. I was this, that, and the other. My resume long, but it's just like I've always been in leadership positions. And if I look like a failure, my team look like a failure. You get what I'm saying? So what I'm doing to basically teach my team is first make them understand, you know, the sense of, like, urgency. Second, the concept of time. Third, always be ahead of yourself and remain raw. You are raw no matter what anybody tells you, and that's just like I tell Nico, you know, sometimes he's not as, and I'm speaking his name, but he's not as blood raw as me. You know, he's not an attacker, but I still have to let him know, bro, you're Nico, you're a DJ, you get what I'm saying? Bro, put some respect on your name, because if you don't, nobody else ain't going to put no respect on your name. Like, you feel what I'm saying? When people come and talk to me about main source, I'll shake your hand, bro, but you got to stand up to me and look, you know, we got to be here with that because now we're on another level. You get what I'm saying? If they don't respect that, then they don't respect nothing. And that's why I'm a dog about my team. You get what I'm saying? So that's how I'm teaching my team. You said something that I <clears throat> earlier in the in the show about how black people kind of go with the, the discount method, right? Because you black, I expect you to kind of give me a discount on what you're doing. Probably like not paying the full price of what it's worth. Not paying our people what they're actually worth and what they actually they just do. How do you feel about that when it comes down to it? And how do we kind of like get away from that, that mindset of like, cut me a deal? Well, it's not that, but I like what you said. We didn't touch on that yet, but oh, good okay. job. I, I remember good shit. We touched on that privilege situation. <laughs> but um, no, it's great that you touched on that <clears throat> because it goes back to what I say, respecting our color, you know, respecting our race. And I also, I'm, 
going off topic again, I'm coming out with a shirt called Black Before Anything Else. Because that will make people respect, you know, this. Instead of that title, I'm a doctor. Or I have my master's degree. I have my bachelor's degree. I got my associate's degree. We have to understand that, you know, it was us who built this country. You know, it's us who they look up to. We're about 85 to 95% of what sports are made up of. You get what I'm saying? So before they look at us as an athlete or a Q-Dog or a Kappa or, you know, or a creative or a tattoo artist, realize that I'm black before anything else. You know, our blood is just as thick as, you know, anybody who fought for the American flag. And I'm not racist, but I'm just saying because our, our you know, people fought for that same. Yeah. My granddad walked around for the longest. I never knew he was in the Army because he didn't say he was a veteran you get what I'm saying but I'm just being serious like <clears throat> in the same sense we have to respect ourselves so asking for the discount is not going to give us that respect as a whole because the discount you and you've probably seen it in memes and all it but the saying was there before me is you'll go out and buy Gucci Fendi Louis all that shit and them motherfuckers in Europe now, Europe, you know, basically Europe was kind of like slave. That's slavery. Europe and all yeah. that. Yeah. They want to tell us to go back to Africa. You know, take your ass back to Europe. Europe. <laughs> yeah, facts. So all that shit is in Europe. You get what I'm saying? All that shit is overseas. It's foreign. Um, Pay $500 for that. But us as black people using what we had to use for the longest, and that's our free time and our minds and shit like that. Motherfuckers don't want to pay for that because we don't set the tone. To make motherfuckers pay for that. Yeah, you my brother all day, but if you my brother, you're going to support the hustle. You feel what I'm saying? Like, you're going to support it, you're going to share it. And just like Rick Ross said, I watch a lot of that stuff too, which I, them boys came from the nitty gritty. You feel what I'm saying? But I shouldn't have to pay you to share something if you fuck with me. <clears throat> because I'm a, both ways. And going back on to where Main Source came from, that was my whole idea because I, I, I've done my research. Oh, Motherfuckers ain't gonna support you because of this, or they hating over here. So why? I'm from a city of love. You get what I'm saying? Why does that have to be here? This Florida too. You get what I'm saying? So motherfuckers ain't gonna support you. This, that, and other. Nah. You know what I did? Bill Marshall put out something. I'm supporting. I might not be able to make it because I'm working on my own. Nico put out something. I'm not Nico. Salt put out something, or Mills put out something. I'm supporting it. I'm sharing it. If this person put out something, I'm sharing it. Another thing I taught my team, you get what I'm saying? No matter what, if that person is in the same lane as you, guess what you got to do? Sometimes you got to switch lanes, let that person merge into that lane. Then you got to get behind him. Once you get behind him, all right, boom, let me get back over in that lane. You playing the game, you get what I'm saying? But it's just like <clears throat> with that situation, man, I don't support it as far as like the discount because I wouldn't expect for you to do it for me. You get what I'm saying? That's yeah. what meals. I say, Mills, bro, how much you charging me to DJ? Uh, nah, bro, tell me how much you charging me to DJ. All right, just give me $200. You sure? Because guess what? If I feed you, you're going to feed me. You get what I'm saying? Just like Ty, you know, DJ. Um, my price going to be the same price every time, man. Don't tell me that. Tell me how much you charge. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Tell me how much you charge. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to tear their ass up, you know, outside of the city. All right, yeah, tear them up. But tell me how much you charge. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to expect the same thing. Mm-hmm. And that's just the realism behind it. Do you, do you feel that there's a lot of oversaturation in the, the market of entertainment, especially in the Pensacola area, man? Um, you know, as you know, I always see a lot of pop-up party promoters, a lot of, uh, you know, uh, you know, last minute kickback, you know, everybody trying to be a, a promoter, everybody trying to be a DJ, everybody trying to be, you know, the next big thing, you know, um, like I said, especially in the Pensacola area. Um, do you feel that that's creating a lot of oversaturation or do you feel that it helps you stand out as a professional in your in your industry and what you do? I'm never going to worry about the saturation because I'm never paying attention to anything else like you can even ask my team you know they'll call me and I tell my girl this all the time don't send me that you know that's real you know Antoine will call me he'll be like bruh so and so doing this over here hey how much work you got did today what you did oh I did this alright cool let's keep talking about us you know what I'm saying because I don't believe in saturation you got a mind y'all got minds just like I got minds you get what I'm saying we all have free room to think 
it's up to the consumer to put that judge on saturation, not us as promoters or not us as DJs. Now, yeah, I get a lot of hype behind my creativity. You know, I do everything from the graphic design all the way down to the music selection, all the way down to everything is systematic from main source. We're like a robot. We sit down, we have real meetings. We sit down and we talk, well, how was your music? How was your set? I even get on my brothers. I even get on Salt. I even get on Mills. Mills, you got to clean up that set. Salt, you good, but you got to come a little bit harder. You get what I'm saying? Because I give a fuck, right. you know? But at the same time, yeah, it does help me, the saturation, because <clears throat> I can get ahead of the game. Right. You know, I see what's being done. You know, I see how I can defer from that and keep bringing new shit here. You yeah, you let other people touch the stove. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, oh, it's hot. <laughs> and then I think come back to what you said just a minute ago. It's like the stuff that you support, they get people on your side, promote their stuff, move to the side, let yeah. them do their thing, and then when they done, slip on, slip yeah. on right back no, in there. I want you to eat, so you'll be watching my wallet. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Take I'm, care of your business, so why, let me do mine back here. Yeah, yeah. So you can walk away, slide home and in there. Yeah. <laughs> eat, don't be watching. Yeah. Sometimes that's the issue. It's more of like they keep watching what you eat because they don't see enough on your plate. And if you're able to kind of put their plate out there, give them some food or whatever like that, even if it is just promoting their, you know, sunglasses. Maybe I put that right on there and they be like, oh, say, thank you, bro. Thank you. That's all I, you know. I, mean, I didn't even ask you to do it, but you did it for yeah. me. Thank you. I put on a sunglass because he had on a sunglass. He was scripting. He was trying to eat too. I was trying to eat too. I want to look cool. Trendsetter. Yeah, man. You know, I just. I just noticed, you know what I'm saying, I, I just graduated recently, you know, and I've noticed throughout my whole college time, I did a little bit of security, you know, parties, I did a lot of work with Mills, Nico, Salt, you know, yeah. and I noticed that it's like, you see the people who do it well, and then you see the people who do it, Yeah. you know, and there's a difference, as you know, yeah. uh, you know, the people that do it are the people that got a couple hundred dollars that can book a venue, and somebody can throw together a set of get on YouTube, you know what I'm saying, and switch songs real quick. Yeah. That You're doing it. That's fine. Yeah. You do it well. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, there has to be a divide between the people that do it well and the people that do it. And there has to be the, the you know, from the consumer standpoint, the people that are coming to these events saying, hey, you know, I'd rather, you know, go to, you know, main source events than go to this little, you know, rinky dink and put together mm -hmm. because... You know, I see that they put the effort. I see that they put the time. You know, I, I figured it would be more of like a, like almost like free promotion. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you're, you're doing it wrong, so it makes me, it makes how I'm doing it right look even better. You know? Yeah. You know, I don't, I don't really live by that rule. Like I, I just, I, I live by the the common concept of support. Like I try to support everything. I try to support everybody. But in that same sense, I see the same thing you see. But I have no room to say anything about that because that might can be breaking down somebody else that doesn't have the same mentality as I do to keep grinding. Right. You get what I'm saying? So I don't speak out on it, but I see it. And I give them props because I want you to keep going. This area, like I said, I didn't always have my truck. Thank God for my truck. Um, I was catching the bus the first year I was here. First year, some change. you know. And then me and her was splitting the Kyle doing, she was helping me out a lot. But um, <clears throat> this area, by me catching Ubers and stuff, I used to talk to a lot of people in the back of the Uber. You know, what you doing in your free time? Oh, there's nothing to do in Pensacola. Mm, facts. <laughs> I'm, <from laughs> I know. I'm like, what? <clears throat> there's not, where are you from? I'm, from? I'm from Tampa, you know. Oh, why did you move here? I'm like, well, yeah. <laughs> a relationship that went sour. But yeah, um, yeah, so I'm just just hearing that, and then just being in the house all the time, being from a faster city, I'm like, nah, bro, I got too much experience to just be here and not let shit get popping. And like, I was talking like I was talking to people about going in, you know, I was just all 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 open opportunities. I was talking to people about going to Seville. I was talking to people about doing this. Oh, you can't get in Seville because they're this, they're that. And I'm like... You're basically filling out the market. Like, yeah. what, is, what is the issue? What is the problem? Yeah, what's the issue? And I would always ask why. You know, what's the issue? And then it was just people not being able or just being from here, staying in the same mentality. Mm -hmm. And cool. that sounds real crazy, right? The comfort zone. Like, only thing, the only thing that's separating you from success is your mentality. Correct. And I'm like, nah, bro. That ain't how it works. I know how it works because I'm from... 
Central, South Central Florida. You get what I'm saying? So it's just like, I, what? I got to get something popping. So that's just that. I don't really believe it. I mean, yeah, it's kind of saturated, but I mean, you don't know who's going to make it out the pot. You get what I'm saying? So I'd rather have a saturation because I don't believe in competition. I mean, I'm brilliant. <laughs> it goes back Shit, to you being. That goes back to you saying like I'm, I'm that dude. Yeah, I'm that guy. Yeah. So okay. So I'm sorry, I got all the questions today. Come on, now you good? Bro. Roll over here, man. So, <laughs> so would you say that with your mindset, with your drive, you know what I'm saying, your your will to be the best in this? Would you say that you know your 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 drive is profit, or is your drive passion? No, my drive is passion. Profit, I can do that off tattoos. You know, I can do that off tattoos. I can do that off art. I used to customize shoes. I'm raw. You get what I'm saying? I can do that. So it's just like, I can, if I wanted to, I can sit at home and make graphics all day. I can sit at home. I can go buy, finance a camera and pay the camera off, get my credit right, give me y'all free jewels, <laughs> pay my credit off off the camera, you know, and do that. And, but I choose to show my team, like, if you see me at all events, people, like, people be like, oh, he's stressed out. No, I'm not stressed out. I'm working with my team. You get what I'm saying? So it's just like, I choose to do these things. It's not because, you know, et cetera. I choose to do those things. So it's just like, it's not really profit for me. It's just progress. This wasn't here a year ago. None of this. Day parties weren't here a year ago. I was here a year ago. And I'm two years, June 30th. None of this was happening. The market is changing because they're trying to catch up. That's just like how Golden State changed the NBA. Right. Motherfuckers weren't shooting from half court back when I was <laughs> watching uh, <laughs> D Rose play with the Bulls. Why you think LeBron James was the man he was? He was driving it. He was <laughs> big. Yeah. yeah. Next thing you know, niggas are coming out here and posing on the court, watching the ball go in the hoop. These boys is out here playing ball. <laughs> 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 For real, but nah, man, it's just like you have to set the tone. And a lot of people tell me every day, man, you know, damn, you came here and just made an impact. No, nah, I didn't do anything. You know, I haven't done anything yet as much as I wanted to because there's probably somebody that was here before me that made that impact. And it's just like it needed to be here. This was the timing. This probably was that 10 year mark that it needed to be here. So, yeah. Yes, yeah, so I, I, I've been here all my life. I, I've seen the Rise and Falls of a bunch of stuff. And then I see, I see Tatted's Guru, I saw the Cigar Factory, I see Sangria Sunday. I'm like, this is, this is nice. It gives the city something to do. Cause like, one of the biggest things that I've always wanted to do is like, whenever I get some money, I definitely want to come back to my city because when you, when, once you get to high school, college time, it's not a place for kids like that. If you young, you old, you got money, you straight here. You military, you straight here. But once you get to that high school, College, like, it's not much for you here because you either you gotta have money or you have to have connections. Mm -hmm. So when you put on stuff like this, it gives people something to do. Mm -hmm. It's something that was def. I feel like it was definitely. And, it's not, and the thing city. is, it's for both. I was it's for all people, but mm -hmm. you see a lot more being for yeah. black people because again, this is it is a white town, mm -hmm. and so being that you have Seville, you go to a Seville thing. I'm, most black people are sitting there not comfortable because it's just like this is not what we. I feel like I gotta be drunk every time I go to Seville to enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. You that. I don't want to drink, man. So I'm like, this thing really gotta be fucked up for me. I got a chance to uh, catch Sangria Sundays uh, uh, yesterday. Yeah. Right. I got a chance to see it, and I was like, man, I'm walking around, I'm just I'm just observing at first, right? I'm just yeah. looking around, seeing it, and I'm like, man, this is it's pretty smooth. It's pretty smooth. No, you know, I never thought to put it next to this building because I don't. I worked, I worked right next to it uh, at uh, Big Al's Crab Shack. That's that. So you, where that building was, where that, uh, the hair yeah. salon is, yeah. it faces that building I used to work at. Right? Well, let me pause you right there. You say nobody ever thought to put it next to that building. That's our building, too. Oh, wow. <laughs> Right there next to that. That's ours, too. We like just like, Yeah, like me, Nico, and the Pistola Caboose. My God. See, you got to pay attention. <laughs> I just My God. Yeah, so that's ours too. I caught the thing we said, like work, working on the inside next, yeah. right? I saw the little post we said yeah. inside next, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 2721 building A and lot B. That's ours. That's beautiful, yeah. bro. That's and my thing is seeing that is just like, this is what true ownership looks like. It's yeah. more about being uh, being a boss. It goes back to that show I was watching Cadillac Records uh, on, on Netflix. 
And the dude was trying to harp on not just owning or having the Cadillac, but actually owning the Cadillac or owning what you are. This is my property. This is what I'm doing. Because ownership means more than just being looking good. It means actually having, having what you have. So, yeah. Well, ownership, yeah. We're actually, yeah, we're partner ownership. Partner. So to get that straight. From all my so people. Yeah, that's it. That's you it. Ready? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, 24 months until we figure out if we want to get into the situation. Right. Yeah. Right. But I mean, at the same time, going back on what you said, uh, keep, I forgot, re- repeat what you said. I'm sorry. Ownership, ownership, ownership owning, the, yeah. owning the building, you know. Yeah, that was my thing. That was actually Twan. Shout out to him again. He got me on that. Because, I mean, I came from the club situation where the club got the, the bar and the promoter took the percentage home of the club or whatever, but we just got tired of being railroaded, man. Like paying four thousand dollars high overhead, less profit. And Thomas kept saying, "Dog, we need to get our own. Dog, we need to get our own. Dog, we need to get our own." You know, and I was like, "Yeah, bro, I'm tired of these headaches because <laughs> y'all keep calling me, stressing me out. Like, bro, we finna quit. We lose. We lose, and we finna quit." And I'm like, "Nah, we ain't quitting." <laughs> you gonna have to fight me before you quit <laughs> but nah it's just like that's what pushed us man and it, it it made sense you know as long as it made sense I'm gonna support my team you know if it don't make sense they know who to come talk to and it made sense and I was just like alright it's time y'all boys believe in it we gonna work but you believe in it we gonna get it done and that's when I pushed because another thing too we need to pay a little bit more attention with what we do as far as like social media and everything that we say and everything that we do because just like Jay-Z can brand the diamond sign and challenge the Deltas for using it, et cetera. Not saying he really did it, but we can brand everything that we have. You know, everything that we say we can brand, everything that we do can trademark. And main source was was not LLC and trademark for a while until I took the initiative to say, all right, this shit getting real, so let's make it happen. So we just got to pay attention to those situations too because <clears> – <throat> We we losing at that point, right. you know, so we losing at that point. So everything you do, take advantage of it. But ownership is the real deal. You get what I'm saying? Like our respects due to Nipsey Hustle and what he did. Not saying that's why we did it because that's been my mentality, you know. But our respects to him opening up that door and making it being a real life situation. So because a lot of people didn't see it, it was lame. Like to do the shit, you know, that people don't see that you can make profit off of. You feel what I'm saying? It's lame. Because to us, selling dope is the way out the hood. But nah, it's actual business. Clean up that money. You get what I'm saying? Because I haven't done it before. But it's just like, that's that. So, so where do you feel that main sources come uh, from your, your big event last year? You guys had was early this year. Uh, Which one? Oh, you gotta remind me of the name. You got Fiji? Fiji. I work security for you on that. Man, let me tell you about that, bro. Pensacola and this weather, Jesus. It was hot. Yeah, we got hit with that curveball Saturday. I woke up and I heard that rain, and I'm like, yo, it's about to be cold. Okay, I had you up myself. Yeah, bro. Eleven o'clock that morning. They want that again, man. They want that vibe again, but it's just, it's just the uh, The unpredictability. Not even that. No, it's just the timing, man. We want to do something big. Yeah. And we're actually working with a group of people to make something happen. And, you know, that's going to be huge to where it's going to have people really wanting to come to this area. Because I'm going to tell you like this. I'm going down 275 to 75 to 10. I'm stopping in Tallahassee. I'm not coming this way if I don't have to. <laughs> but um, it's just like we've come a long way with our uh, sense of uh, business as far as my team. You know, because... They're learning the concept of not only promoting, they're learning the concept of money management, they're learning the concept of, you know, staying unstressed, under pressure. They're learning the concept of timing and doing things the correct way. And that's what I push. Like, we're not going to have asset. We may forget some things, but we're not going to have asset. And it's just like, we were not here a year ago. So we've come a long way as main source marketing and I've got a thousand main so the main source eight five oh page has organically grown to a thousand followers in mm-hmm. probably less than a year. So that's a good big deal. You feel what I'm saying? We haven't done any dirty business or anything like that. We've kept it over a thousand. We've kept it straight throughout. 
you know, throughout everything, you know, before. And my motto when I got with my boys is I'll go home hungry before I not pay somebody. You get what I'm saying? So we keep it real like that. Yeah. And I, and I tell you, man, I saw the work that you put in, you know, before the event started. I was there about, you know, two hours before it started, I believe, about 9 o'clock in the morning. And I'm seeing, you know, the phone machine messing up, and I see you, you go get the tools, and you fixing it, man. I'm looking at <laughs> the truck on the left, and the truck came back, and I see you working. I'm like, God, man, I like it. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, my, my, my pops always raised me on the thing, if you're going to do something, you're going to do it right. If you're going to, you know, as a man, when you do something, you, you put pride into it. You know, you let people know I take pride in what I do. And I see that, man. This this isn't, like I said, this isn't a, a nine to five. This ain't something to fill up the bank account, man. This is your passion. It's your baby. Mm-hmm. And I see you credit that thing. You take care of it, you know. Mm-hmm. And I, see, I definitely see that being the difference in, you know, your future success in the main, in, uh, main source, you know. Yeah, man. You really got to, that's just like, yeah, if you do have a child, like, you really got to nurture that child and make that child understand, you know, that this isn't easy work. You get what I'm saying? You, and that's what I do. I try to work hand-in-hand hand with my team instead of just – or with our team. I'm going to start saying my team. With the team and um, let them see, like, I'm here with you. I'm not just calling the shots because I got experience. I want you to learn this so you can go out and reteach somebody and give them, give them the same experience. You get what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> sometimes I do get out of hand. You know, I do be like, look, you know, da 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 But I come back and I say, no, nah, that's not the way to do it, Brian. You know what I'm saying? So – I came a long way with that too. <laughs> Snapping next. <laughs> All right, so we we gotta wrap it up pretty quickly. We gotta wrap it up, wrap it up. But you, hey, I ain't, I'm not gonna lie to you, man. A lot of a lot of jewels that you dropping out there, man. Yeah, man a lot yeah. of jewels out there, man. What, what what other things you like to drop? You know, and drop some knowledge to somebody who's younger than you, who's like trying to come up, maybe. Maybe they don't know the route to take or just just out there just like, man, I don't, this world is getting to me. Like, what would you say to them? Stay true to you. Pray and keep going, man. That's it. Don't let nobody tell you you can't do it. Don't listen to no and always ask questions. Always ask questions, but make sure, you know, you keep going and doing your thing and stay positive in your endeavors. But that's all from me, man. Thank y'all boys for having me, man. No it's problem, special. man. We, look, 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 we done came a long way from the from the yeah boy <laughs> from hey nah we call them jail phone calls <laughs> hey I was de- three ways. I was definitely making phone calls to as many people as possible yeah, like yo man. can I speak to y'all you know but I'm glad you, you jumped onto the On My Way podcast, man, on your own journey. And uh, you and Main Source, the team that you guys have put together, you guys are putting in work out here in Pensacola, and you're giving them a, a different vibe than you know these boys probably have seen growing up. So, Pensacola yeah, native is definitely appreciated. Yeah, same for native. See, I'm from I'm from I'm from I'm be honest, being from Jacksonville, uh, coming Zach Duval, man. Look, we respect. Hey, but being from Jacksonville. Uh, being from Jacksonville is a little different. So, like for us, it's like going out is it's dangerous. <laughs> it's not. Oh no, in Hillsborough County too. Yeah. So it's not. It's not. It's not as going out there to have fun and mingle with your people. You're yeah, like, boy. will I have to? Do I need to carry something? Do I need to protect myself? Can, should I go out to this place? We've had a lot of clubs shut down, but to see that you guys are bringing out the the black professionals and then. You're blanking out even more than just the black professional. People who are being inspired. People who... Okay, you trying to get me that? Okay. <laughs> okay, but... You're bringing out those black professionals as well as the, the... You know, it may not be targeting kids, but kids are watching. Yeah. You know, and my, my whole thing is like, if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing the right way, kids are watching you and they're learning the right way. They're learning the process of what it takes to be successful. It, it Sometimes it does take, and a lot of times... To be successful, you have to sit back. You have to watch. At the same time, when you may not be, you may not feel like people are watching you. You may not feel like it's going right. You can, you got to just kind of sit there and be like, take a breather, keep going, keep going. Because at the end of the day, you will see a light at yeah. the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Another thing too, put God first. Keep God first too, man. I'm not about to tell you different. Keep God first. Mm-hmm. You guys got anything to say? Man, I appreciate your time and your knowledge, man. Oh yeah, I just got off them ten hours. Still got my work boots. <laughs> hey, look, look, I feel you. I feel you. Look, look, most people don't know the enterprise. Most people don't know enterprise, man. You work, you work eleven hours at enterprise, man. Yeah. I, I, I walked in. I was like, I was like, oh, so I get off at this time? They're like, nah, you, you, you hit a six, six thirty. Like today, I was lucky. I got out early. 
Because yeah. usually, like, you know, I say 6 o'clock, but sometimes I'm sitting out there at 6.30, 7 o'clock trying to get that person who ran in the last minute. Oh, I, I forgot one thing, too, man. I know I talked I know I know talked about him, man, but shout out my cousin, man, CJ. CJ, Mr. VIP on Instagram, Blazing Entertainment. Shout out to him, man. That's the person who made me who I am today in this business, man. Shout out. Big shout out. Anything else, Josh? No, I'm good. All right. That's what it is. All right, all right. We we gonna end it out here with the On My Weight podcast, and we had our special guest Brian, Yo. the Tatic Guru yeah. from Main Source. Him and his team doing the big things out here in the eight five zero, as well as making the making the uh, the name felt out here, man. As well as we got Joshua Darns, that guy you know. What's going on? Underscore that guy you know. Get that right. And the Big Easy out here. Yeah. <laughs> you gonna have to change your ad name. To the Big Easy. Big Easy? You're going to have to change it to the Big Easy. You know what? That's a fit. I've been looking for a new ad. <laughs> <laughs> That's just immediately. All right, all right, all right.